0: Hey, what's up? This is Kat Jones, your host. Today is March 11th, 2020. A lot of stuff happened in the Civil War, but it's not relevant to queer all year. Hey, this is Kat, and I am joined, as always, by my bro and sound producer, and we've added co-host to the list, McG.
1: All power corrupts, but we need electricity.
0: Ooh. Do we need it? People move out to the woods all the time.
1: That's true. Hmm.
0: Um, but I guess you don't need it. But it—it's awfully nice. I'm not moving to the woods. You moving to the woods?
1: I don't think so. No. Maybe, I, but I—well, maybe if I brought solar panels. Well, is that, there's
0: still some sort of electricity. <laughs> right. Isn't yeah,
1: I'm saying I need yeah. electricity. <laughs> I can't kill things. And yeah, I, I have. a So problem someone with would that. have to
0: bring me meat. Um, or, or you
1: I, can just have—they've—you can get that type of protein now
0: i get well in um, stores but you're oh, not going to a store right
1: gotcha <laughs> I No whole know. foods in the in the forest no yeah whole forest
0: i are foods. we like becoming isolationists or something what is the word of what who are the people who move to the woods
1: eco-terrorists oh no
0: and now we've said that on <laughs> a recording boy our podcast just got banned yeah. um so a lot of stuff happened in the Civil War on this <laughs> day in history. Um, and none of it is relevant to today's episode, but I'm just like just scrolling down this page of like all of this, like Sherman and like Stonewall Jackson, Abraham Lincoln. I guess we could say Stonewall, Stonewall Jackson yeah. because of Stonewall. There we go. We brought it back around. In. Woohoo.
1: Brilliant, Caitlin. We
0: are we have two stories about very awesome rabbis today. <laughs> and so Somehow I got on the Civil War. Something linked me there. Wikipedia. Hmm. So anyway. Those rabbit holes. Okay, that sounded weird. (laughs) Um, First, we're going to talk about Ruben Zellman. So Ruben Zellman was the first trans person admitted to the Reform Judaism Seminary in Cincinnati, um, which is very cool. He was admitted on this day in, um, did not write it down, but I believe it was 2003 very cool. Why don't I write things down? Anyway, he's um now an or- ordained rabbi and he works um professionally in the musical world and he brings um queerness to everything he does by being himself. And by being himself, um that could be a little bit not not necessarily a controversial topic, but this could be um a controversial fact. I don't know. It's a fact about his life, so uh, you can't really argue it, but Um, Ruben says that, um, he has always really kind of identified as genderqueer, um, and non-binary, uh, but, um, this was, um, 20 years ago, he's talking about, um, and I only found this one place, but it's, it's a YouTube interview, so it's actually him saying it, so I can see him say it, that he always identified as non-binary, but it was so dangerous back when he was um deciding, you know, making decisions about his life and you know where he wanted to go and where he wanted to be like in college and that kind of thing. Um, it was really dangerous to be non-binary um, because people were so afraid of not being able to tell what gender someone was, you know. So he um, decided that he had always felt more masculine and so he started identifying as a trans man, took on the pronoun he, and uh, started, you know, living life as a um, transgender person rather than gender queer or um, non-binary. And like I said, I know some people will have a problem with that. Take it up with him. I'm just here delivering you the facts. I don't make them up. I'm just telling you what he said in an interview. So um, he um, was admitted to the Reform Judaism Seminary, like I said, which is um, pretty Big Because um, it I don't know a lot about Judaism. So if I get anything wrong, I apologize and please yell at me on um, social media. But from what I've seen, there have been really big advancements in the Jewish community in terms of LGBT. Um, the LGBT Jewish community seems really, um, really advanced, like um, very accepting and caring and It's like a really great community from what I have um, just seen just researching this story. I mean, it's really cool. Um, But at the time, 2003, it wasn't super unacceptable, I guess. But to be accepting of a trans person in um, Judaism appears to be kind of... um, starting to be accepted but really um, talked about there's a lot of discussion going on about it so um, Ruben works towards acceptance and understanding of transgender people and non-binary and intersex within the Jewish community Um, and he's become a big advocate and um, he's got like multiple degrees he teaches now he is a um, he's on like the director or like the head of music departments and and all sorts of courses and stuff and he just um he works for making the world a better place and is just a really cool person in general and he's out there educating everyone about um the lgbt jewish community which is really cool and he did an interview um november 30th i wrote down november 30th 2020 so he did an interview in the future um and he was asked what the lgbt jewish community should be focusing on in terms of advocacy and um you know things that like should need to be fixed and that kind of thing and he said i would really love to be able to look back in 20 years and see that lgbt jews were at the forefront of moving forward some of the really pressing moral issues in queer and Jewish communities, those issues that the mainstream is not necessarily focusing on. For example, how queer youth is basically in emergency status, whether you're going by suicide or homelessness or the dropout rate, all of which are indications that bigotry and neglect are trying to destroy yet another generation of queer people, Jews and non-Jews alike. And see, that really opened my mind. You know, all I'm getting, I'm learning Things that I should be learning about, like, that's right, LGBT people are so oppressed, but then if you're LGBT and in this already oppressed group of people, like, why am I not thinking about this? And so now I'm thinking about it, now I have you thinking about it, and I'm hoping the world will start thinking about it. And it's like, oh, let's not marginalize these people, and then, wow, let's not marginalize the LGBT people of these people, because my gosh, so... You know, I've said that about a whole bunch of different, you know, people. So let's add Judaism to that group that I should have thought of. Let's add all sorts of people as I go along and learn and stop being so in my little world. Um, he right now is um, a lecturer in the music department at uh, San Francisco State University. And he um, directs the treble singers there, which was formerly known as the Women's Chorus. So they've... Um, Clearly removed the gender from that, which is very cool. Um, he's a director of the New Voices Bay Area TIGQ Chorus, which is for transgender, intersex, and genderqueer singers. So that's what TIGQ stands for. He um, sings in the choir of men and boys at Grace Cathedral in San Francisco. So he's just like music and advocacy and awesome and he has a BA in linguistics. So my man, like <laughs> I gotta talk about linguistics, you know. If he's if there's a linguistics in any story I'm talking about, I'm gonna talk about it. Um so he's got interviews out there on YouTube. He's got interviews everywhere, he's got papers and all sorts of stuff and great research and he's done a lot of research into like um how it all how like identity and everything fits into religion is also interesting so i really recommend going out and googling um rabbi ruben Zellman, um r-u-e-b-n-e-n-z-e-l-l-m-a-n because i can't possibly give you all the awesome facts and stuff that he's done so that having been said let's go into a little segment with mitchy
1: Hey everybody, so on my segment Great Guitarists and Great Guitars, I've avoided some artists that have multiple named guitars, but I think that's not fair. So today, I'm going to talk about Stevie Ray Vaughan's Harem of Guitars. <laughs> They'll be in chrono- chronological order, not based on which were her favorites, his favorites. Um, I suppose a reasonable place to start would be with number one. So number one is also known as Stevie's first wife and has been, according to him, rebuilt more times than a custom Chevy. This Stratocaster is noticeable immediately due to its signature cigarette burns on the neck. Stevie was given it for free from a local music shop owner and used it on all five of his studio albums. Um, So next is a 1959 Stratocaster named Yellow. Uh, most famous as the guitar that says SRV below the bridge. Uh, I think most people will recognize that guitar. It's a uh, pretty iconic one. Um, the guitar body, body was also gutted in order to install louder pickups. And now on to Red, a 1962 Sunburst Fender Stratocaster. The original neck from Red went on to become the neck of number one when all the frets had worn out on number one. His uh, Hamilton is the next one. It's a custom-made guitar from a friend of his, um, and his name was Hamilton. And it is genuinely unique. Uh, There's not another one of this anywhere. But um, Stevie didn't purchase it, although Billy Gibson from ZZ Top bought it for him. So that's kind of a trend that guitar famous guitars have is they buy guitars for other guitarists. Um, and this guitar was featured in the music bit, the Stevie Ray Vaughan music video for "Couldn't Stand the Weather." So um, with that I'm about out of time. Uh, these are supposed to be little segments, so I will finish up tomorrow. I'm Mick G, and this is a little segment.
0: So, you know, what's also really cool is that two big things in Judaism happened on the same day in history. So in 2007, Rabbi Toba Spitzer, I believe it's Toba, was the first openly queer person to be elected president of a rabbinical association. And that's specifically the Reconstructionist Rabbinical Association um, during their annual convention in Scottsdale, Arizona. Arizona, eh? (laughs) Uh Grandma and Grandpa might be there right now. Mom and Dad might. Hello. What I've never been there, I bet it's warm. Anyway, um she is the rabbi at a congregation in Massachusetts and she um just in 2017 was elected president of the Massachusetts Board of Rabbis. She's um got you know not she's got a lot of stuff out there but not a lot of stuff acknowledges her very much. It's like She clearly um, does a whole lot and is very influential, but nothing really kind of touts her like I would expect it to. You know, I'm she's not out there trying to get publicity or trying to like advance her own agenda or anything. Obviously, I'm not saying like that's what should be going on, but she's kind of mentioned in papers and things like that, and you have to really dig to find anything, even though she's you know important in the world. And I think it should be a little easier to find information about people who are important in the world, especially um, when they're women and or queer, you know? So, and then you put those two together and we're talking about, and then you put Jewish in there and then there's like three marginalized communities all in one. Yay, we brought that around. Um, So um, she was elected the president of the Reconstructionist Rabbinical Association and I found that in 1984, Reconstructionism, Reconstructionism was the first um, American Jewish movement to ordain gay rabbis, which is very cool. And um, the Reform movement, which um, Reuben Zellman is a part of, um, started ordaining gay rabbis in 1990. So uh, Orthodox Judaism still believes it's contrary, homosexuality is contrary to Judaism. Conservative Judaism is kind of split but some are some are coming around to a more uh liberal thought and um like i said i learned a lot in this episode um and i'm really enjoying learning about these different cultures especially judaism because this is just such a interesting like like a really tight-knit community like it's very heartwarming but then also very strange to see the conversations that have to happen and maybe that's just because i grew up christian and i'm seeing these conversations happening happening in christianity and it's just like blah it's always been happening can we just move on and just love everybody and then i see other communities having it and i'm like ooh, everyone's talking about this and they're like they've got these different perspectives i don't know what i'm talking about anymore um (laughs) i'm probably going to do like a, a patreon um episode arc about like um queer queerness in all different religions that i can dig into so um yeah maybe check out patreon.com slash queer all year at the five dollar tier because i'm probably going to start that because i love learning about religions and british monarchy so those actually kind of tie together anyway um hey mcg anything else I thought
1: you'd never ask.
0: And I thought you'd never stop talking. <laughs> That's <laughs> not what, that means. what I
1: said. I <laughs> was. I chose my words differently. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, yeah, the just the housekeeping stuff. We gotta talk about our Facebook, the Queer All Year Mafia, where you can come and chat with us, say things. Uh, we will vet you. T- yeah. Um, there's a poll. There's m- a couple polls up there if you wanna.
0: What are we choosing? Tater tots and...
1: Um, was it tater tots? I know clam chowder was... Yeah, it was
0: tater tots or clam chowder, I thought.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: we decided clam chowder, but only if you're in Boston.
1: Right, yeah, not New York clam chowder. with New uh, York? Yeah, it's red. It's, uh, what? a tomato soup, essentially. Okay. Yeah.
0: We're talking so about clam weird. chowder again.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: This is our family. We'll talk about clam chowder and then uh, whiskey, right?
1: Yeah, I remember Grandma told me once that... Um, she would not disown me or whatever, but, like, you wouldn't be a part of the family if you had um, New York um, clam chowder.
0: Well, I think you just probably wouldn't be a part of, like, the the human race if you had red clam chowder. It sounds yeah. like you're going to die. That's yeah. not the color it's supposed to
1: be. Yep. Well, but clams? it's tomatoes.
0: Tomatoes? That's not clam chowder. Right? Like, what the heck are they it's doing? It's like a bisque. Yeah? I don't know.
1: Anyway. Um.
0: What's a bisque?
1: You could find out about a bisque on uh, Twitter or Instagram at Quirrell Pod. I guess now we're That's gonna make a post doing.
0: about that when we Google it.
1: Yeah, I'm in the middle of a uh, post right now, so I can add that to it, <laughs> and we can also talk about Bismarcky and um,
0: Bismarcky
1: uh, Otto von Bismarck. Oh gosh, um, did we
0: just bring it back around to Nazis somehow?
1: No, he's before the Nazis, but
0: he inspired them. Sure. And also Scientology. I did not know that. Yeah, no, I signed up, um, I may have signed up one of my previous workplaces for the Scientology um, mailing list.
1: Oh, you.
0: And I got an amazing, like, little guide in the mail, and I actually did a video where I was reading it for another podcast that doesn't exist anymore. But
1: (laughs) it's Um... pretty cool. (laughs) Cool.
0: Maybe I'll find it and read it on here.
1: Yeah, that would be cool. We could put it on our uh, Patreon. On Patreon. Did we that's say Patreon? Not yet. It was a great little segue we had there. All right, call um, Blart. Patreon.com slash QueerAllYear. Uh, the two most popular ones are our $1 tier, which has a bunch of bonus materials. Such, bloopers. Uh, yeah, bloopers, Like the one we clips. cut out of this episode. Yeah, we got a pretty funny one from this episode that's going up there um and then our five dollar tier oh yeah ringtones also on the first dollar tier first one dollar tier tier. on the five dollar tier we have bonus episodes full length uh longer than a lot of these and uh cat goes deep in on some british stuff Mm -hmm.
0: um and beyond all the stuff that you you guys will get you uh, tally for me i haven't done that in a long time you mm. all will get um on top of all the bonus things and stuff y'all are helping us um just exist you know you are supporting us and it is amazing that you just want to be part of it it's just we're so grateful it's so cool um and we want to reward you with bonus stuff but uh the thing the thing that we're trying to reward you with is like the love in our hearts that just like radiates out to you and hopefully you can feel that.
1: Right. Like if we got enough um Patreon to cover the hosting site cost, we we could keep this going forever, you know?
0: We're gonna keep it going forever.
1: Yeah. So but as long as we're able to. Yeah. yeah. Or
0: I mean, if we get anything from Patreon, we're just gonna stare and like in shock because someone is loving and grateful, you know, to us right. and supports us. It just blows blows my mind anyway. So thank you for supporting us in um I, I hope you enjoy the rewards we try and give you because it can never, we can never live up. We can never equal our gratitude. Is that, um, oh, yes. One way that you can show us that you love us is by subscribing on
1: your podcast.
0: <laughs> Whatever podcast you You know, use.
1: I've heard some people on some podcasts say, um, listen to it on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I was like, uh,
0: that's, that's cool. Let's
1: not say podcatcher.
0: Yeah, but I think sometimes people like when I make the weird podcatcher Yeah, that's sound. true. It's
1: become a thing now.
0: If you don't like it, tweet at us, I guess. And then we'll... Everybody tweet at us if you like it or not, and we'll, like, tally it up and tell the other side to be quiet.
1: Yeah. Anyway. And um, also, if you want her to do different accents when she says podcatcher, we could look into that. I could uh, just
0: stand in across the room and scream it. Yeah, at four a.m. like right now, and see if uh mom and dad wake up. Tweet, oh, that's right. Tweet your thoughts. Now, now you all know that we do
1: this in mom and Send dad's it basement. Send to us on Messenger.
0: Yeah, yeah give us a uh, give us some money, and I'll say whatever you want. Except not really. I'll yeah. say certain things.
1: Snap me at uh, mmmcg unit mcg unit on Snapchat. Everyone so knows letters. that's such a great name. The best, uh, McG, b- G- best handle. Yeah. That
0: that came from middle school, huh? M- M- mcg Yeah, stole the name of a band or or. I guess you called a band. <laughs> I don't know what, rap
1: group. Yeah, rap Hip-hop? group, but uh, I don't know. Hip hop anonymous. A miniature drug cartel. What? They sold- Are we gonna
0: get in trouble for that?
1: Uh, I doubt 50 Cent is gonna come after us for saying that he used to sell drugs
0: are we supposed to say 50 or 50? because he says 50.
1: that's true is, is that are, are white cent. people
0: allowed to say that
1: um well we can say anything we want
0: who is the um the rapper from our area who comes to Lawrence all the time and is awesome
1: are you talking about tech nine
0: yeah tech nine
1: yeah tech nine is. Tickman is
0: the boss. I, uh, yeah, we all looked concert, up to him a as a concert. kid.
1: Like, he was, he was the S-H-I-T, you know what I mean? The shizzle? The shizzle.
0: He was at... Uh, for Rizzle. He was at the Granada in Lawrence on my birthday two years ago. And I didn't get to go. No. But I
1: promoted it a lot. So I think so. Well, won't. he still is around a lot. Like, he, uh, he's in Kansas City most of the time.
0: Why are we talking about rappers? How long have we been talking...
1: We actually are at a 20 minute episode now.
0: What are we talking about? Well, 20 minutes without your segment. Yeah. What are we talking that's
1: about? That's true. Um, well, basically, we were just finishing up subscribing and you oh, telling yeah. people how much you love them.
0: I do. I love you all like Barney. Um, I sound like Bernie. Bernie loves you too, probably. Bernie seems to love everybody. But Barney loves you. And um, the Teletubbies love you. And as always, we love you.